Yo, 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 welcome back, welcome back, man. This is NBA Bubble Edition Part 5, presented by Off Menu, man. I appreciate y'all tuning in once more. In this episode, I brought back the man Cody. We did a trifecta, man. This is Part 3 of me and him going back and forth on some hoop talk. Um, but in this particular episode, we really talked about what happened, really, I think last week, Steve Nash hire. Um, and, and kind of the backlash a little bit that, that people were talking about and, you know, him being hired and him kind of skipped in line. So we, we hollered at that for a little bit, but then also talked about um, just what we think about the hire. And then we also shifted a little bit and talking about the playoffs and talking about Giannis getting knocked out in the second round and, and maybe what his future looks like in Milwaukee. And um, I know, again, like we, we didn't release an episode last week. No excuses there. Just, you know, life life happens, man. Started school. I think both me and Cody trying to balance work, school, this thing. So um, we're, we're going to get back on it today. And, um, yeah, I really hope you guys enjoy it. But before we hop into the episode, again, I want to do some <laughs> free promotion. So please, if you don't want to listen to it, that's fine. Skip through. Go straight to the pod. But if you want to listen, I just want to shout out two, two, really, key, two really big things. Um, one of which is, is a book. Um, that uh, if you if you are interested in the topic, you want to learn more about uh, what I'm about to say, then go ahead on Amazon and definitely order the book. But the book is titled uh, The Anti-Racist, How to Start the Conversation About Race and Take Action. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because one of my one of my friends, uh, Kendwani Fidel, up here in Baltimore, man, he just released, I think this is either his third or fourth book. And um, I, I ordered it myself. A couple of my friends ordered it too. Uh, so it should be coming in soon. But uh, it's a really really dope book from what I've heard from other people in terms of, you know, focusing on um, our country and kind of how it's been set up to contribute to the racial inequalities that it has. Um, and then also ways in which people can can really become stronger activists and, and, and help out in their communities as well. So I'm really excited about, you know, getting the book in, reading it, um, digesting it, and then hopefully, you know, learn a bit from it, um, which I always do when I read Kendwani's, uh, Kendwani's work. Um, and then the second thing, man, just wanted to shout out my boy, uh, Kel, uh, my brother. I love him. He just put out another song. I'm gonna I'm gonna link the shit in the description. So I know that's very random, but I'm proud of my proud of my uh, my Kim folk for doing what he does. So I'll put that link in the description. Song is called Bounce. Tune into that. Love it. Also, uh, tune into Anti Racist, man, and and check out that. Learn from it if you can. And um, yeah, let's just. Let's just work with one another, love one another, and keep pushing, keep pushing narratives that will uh, create the world a better place. So, without further ado, man, Hoop Talk Part Five. Enjoy, man. Steve Nash, no experience, hired by the Nets. We talked about it. It happened just at the end of our program when we were wrapping up at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Then Stephen A. went on the air, uh, went on first take, uh, and he said the two words. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no way around this. This is white privilege. Well, a season which began with championship hopes has ended with the MVP sidelined by an ankle injury and the Milwaukee Bucks sidelined by the Miami Heat in five games. According to Stefan Bondi of the New York Daily News, Kyrie said that the Nets should skip the NBA's restart at Disney World and start their own league.
Is the mic on? Yes, sir. It is. Welcome back. What we got, man? What is this? Episode episode five? Yes, sir. Cinco. NBA bubble edition, man. Just got finished watching uh, the Heat and the, and the Bucks, man. Finish, finish doing their thing. We did release an episode last week. It happens. Niggas got busy, but anyway, we back, yo. See that? Welcome to the welcome to the uh, the podcast once more, my brother. How you feeling? I'm good, man. How about you? Terrific, bro. You know, another day, school, a little bit of work. Hop on the pod with the homie, bro. Nice. Everything's everything. Uh, so let's check, bro. So first off, we didn't since we didn't record last week. There's a couple things that happened. One of which was like. The man Stevie Nash, cop and a hire, bro, of a of a of a big time job. Not one of these little jobs. Not the Pelicans job. Not the Bulls job. Like he popped to a contender. Yes, sir. What, uh, what you, yeah, yo, straight up. What you thinking about that, or uh, do you have any thoughts about that? Well, I it blew my mind first off when I saw it. I like I had to make when I saw Steve Nash's face. With the woke, like I got woke Instagram posts like notified because I gotta know when something crazy happening in the league. Yeah. So I see Steve Nash's face on my little notification. I'm like, huh? Okay. I thought he was doing like Premier League commentating, but okay. Straight up. And then clicked on it. Said he the next Nets coach. I said, huh? <laughs> what? Honestly. I thought he was getting Ty Lue. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and then I sat down and thought about it. I was like, all right, it could go. Like, I could see a world where he's that dude. Like, Steve see the game Fair. different. He, he was MVP uh, two times over in uh, Oakland when mm-hmm. they when they was uh, at the height of their powers with KD and all them. For and sure. KD said, hey, I need that. He can coach. He could coach us. Yeah, hey, straight up. So, I mean, even I believe in it. I feel you. So for me, like I was, um, I was kind of the same way. Like I was hella perplexed, bro. Like, I saw that I was like, because I had been doing something else. I, I don't, I don't think I was in class, but I was doing something else. And like my phone, I popped it on and it had all these updates. It was like breaking news. Nets hire Steve Nash. And I'm just like, the fuck? Because just like you, I was thinking like, one, this dude is a soccer analyst, bro. He was breaking down, crying over. Motherfucking Tottenham making the, the the Champions League a couple years ago, bro. Like that was his grind, and and then two, it was surprising because like homie was a uh, he was a uh, he was on, I caught him on some podcasts, right? Like he's always on Bill Simmons and he's always and he was on um, All the Smoke and Knuckleheads, and like he was all he was never like hinting at that or saying like he wanted to get into coaching. Like he was kind of on this wave of being like, yo, I want to be a in the media, media space, media content space, like make documentaries and shit like that. So it caught me off guard because of that. But then once I got over that initial shock, I was like, all right, let me see if this even makes sense from from their their team standpoint. And one, it makes sense because like, I guess KD and Kyrie had to sit there and be like, all right, check, we're like, we gonna let this nigga coach us. And then two, like he's smart as shit, obviously, two-time MVP, like changed the game, you know, seven seconds left with, with Mike D'Antoni. Um, and then also, um, he's a cool dude. Like he, to me, when I listen to Steve Nash, I'm like, yo, he's a solid dude. Like, he, I feel like I could just kick it with him. He just seemed like a, like a homie. Like, and, um, like he gets it. Yeah. He gets what's going on. So like from that, 
you know, Angle, I respect it. Obviously, I don't know what he's going to bring to the table in terms of X's and O's, but in terms of, like, being a cool-ass dude and just, you know, basketball mind, like, he check and getting it, like you said, like, he checks both those – all three of those boxes. So, I don't know. I'm interested to see if it works out, yo, and, you know, go from there. So, I got a, a question from you all for that. Yeah. Like, did you see uh, Stephen A. Smith's take on it? Yes, bro. Yes. Now, do you, you think he was out of pocket, or do you think he was right in his – what he was saying? Like, how do you feel about what he said? Yeah, so, like, it's wild you brought that up. So, like, in my class, like, you know, obviously I'm in Georgetown, like, their sports management program. We've been talking about a lot of Black Lives Matter shit first couple classes, and – the Steve Nash topic came up a little bit and it was kind of like on Stephen A. Smith's angle of, you know, the white privilege tip, but I see where Stephen A. is coming from completely. Like as a black dude and just the world we're living in, I get where, what he's saying, but um, I, the symbolism of it being white privilege is there in terms of like, <clears throat> like a, a white dude, just being able to hop in the front of the line in, in front of like 10 niggas that are like qualified as yeah. fuck. And the symbolism of that, cause it happens and I don't want a blanket statement or anything, but that happens in different areas, different industries of like, yo, this black dude is super qualified, whether he's been like a manager and he's set to get promoted or whatever the case may be. And it's like, you just, you can see time and time again, you know, a white dude would just hop in front of him. And so Stephen A. Smith, the fact that he said the white privilege tip, you know, I get where he's coming from. I don't know if like, sh you know, Sean Marks and, you know, the owners and shit were, were like thinking on that, that level. But I just, the symbolism of it is kind of like, yeah, like that rarely happens for like black dudes to get a job like that in terms of like, yo, out the gate, you're contending. It's happened before. Derek or Derek Fisher got the Knicks job. Doc Rivers got the Magic job. J. Kidd got the Nets job a while back. But in terms of like, yo, you're supposed to win a chip now, Steve Nash, and like you got the best job. And that doesn't, you know, I guess the argument there is like, yo, it doesn't happen for like just the minority candidate. It's, it's hilarious that you just said Derek Fisher was a head coach because I, I forgot. I literally forgot that. He's a Sparks coach now, nigga. Or he really? was. I don't know if he is now. I ain't even – hold on. I don't know if he is now. So, oh, he so he was never a coach in the league. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, he was the Knicks coach, obviously, but, like, he was the L.A. Sparks coach. Okay. I, like, that, last year. That Derek Fisher era was extremely forgettable in – what, yeah, bro. That had to be. That was around the Phil Jackson time, right? Yeah, Phil okay. coached him. He that's was like, "That's right. my guy." Yeah, yo. I think I think Stephen A was, I, he his head. I mean, his heart was in the right place, but I think in this instance, I think Steve Nash. If I were trying to hire a coach for this team, like. I wouldn't want one of the just like the obvious picks, you know what I'm saying? I feel yeah. like you gotta you gotta go something different, you know, like how yeah. uh, Cleveland when they when they signed Ty Lue at the time, yeah, that seemed like it was hundred percent, yeah, a little the, splashy, a little splashy, you know, yeah. it, it worked. And of course, with hiring coaches, you never. You never know what's going to work anyway, bro. Even if they got the long track record and whatnot, it, yeah. it, 
it's all going to happen on what you what you got out there and yeah. how they could get maximized. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like Steve Nash gives them a, a good opportunity to do that. And see, like, I'm, I'm on that same wave in terms of just anybody getting hired. I'm the dude that's like, bro, hire, like, the most, not random, but, like, hire the, the wild card, essentially. Like, hire the person that... You can use that, bro. Go. Yeah, straight up. Like, don't retread, niggas. Like, Mike D'Antoni, I would never hire a dude again <laughs> as a basketball coach. Like, you had a run. You had a run. You did your thing. Appreciate you, bro. Like, go be an analyst now. Like, I'm not hiring you no more. You know, cats like Alvin Gentry, like, bro, you had a good run. Time to step. Like, all these old heads, it's like, bro, bringing the new cats. So, the fact that Steve Nash, who, you know, he 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 did his duty in terms of playing at the top of his at the top of his game, one of the best dudes when he was playing, sharp basketball mind, like we said, and that's a splashy hire for the Nets, too. Like, I get it. Like, yo, it's a, you're always going to be, like, a Knicks town, and, like, you know, you're having this team that's going to feel KD and, and, and Kyrie. And it's like, yo, let's, let's bring somebody in here that's going to that's gonna rev this thing up again. Yeah, it's for all the – they're trying to get all the young fans, you know. They're trying to get all the – you know, get Twitter on their side. Yeah, I get it, bro. I get that. Go for the splashy. But in terms of that, too, like, you know, I hope a lot of – and it's always – like, the NBA right now, 30 coaches – 30 teams, obviously, and only five black coaches in a league that's 80% black. And that, you know, doesn't, that doesn't make sense, you know, because it's kind of like, okay, we can play, but we can't make these top-level decisions. And then there's probably two, like, same amount of GMs or president of basketball operations making these, like, really large decisions. So, I don't know. I, I think, and like, for me, like, I would be – I would love to do that in the future, like, be, like, a GM or operations dude and, like, you know, pick and choose front office decisions. But, you know, I think that's a that's a bigger question the NBA is going to have to answer and figure out, like, especially with this movement ro rolling around with, you know, turning arenas into voting centers or throwing $300 million in terms of, you know, economically advancing black communities. Like, that's all well and cool. But I'm always, a, I'm, I'm always in terms of, like, yo, money ain't going to solve, like, all of this shit. Like, yo, we need to sit around and figure out, all right, let's look at our leadership. Like, who's making the decisions, you know? And, I, there's a lot of like really skilled black coaches out there that you know Jack Vaughn just got looked over his shit for the next year and they were like all right bro we're gonna bring Stevie in here and dude's been a coach for a minute he's you know did his time you know and you got other cats too like uh Sam Cassell, Sam Cassell Udo Udaka who is Udoka excuse me who's the Sixers assistant coach um like there's dudes out there. I mean, fucking even my man Fisdale, who got fired from the Knicks, bro. They didn't yeah, even give my was, man no love. That was, wrong. that was wrong. That was super wrong. Ain't give my man no love. Like you get quick. Like yo, as a black coach, it's like yo, you get, you get a little little time, and you can't, you can't make it. Then it's like all right, bro. Let's go ahead and move to the next 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 thing. Like Nate McMillan getting fired from the Pacers. Like what the fuck After do you expect? Extended him. Like what do y'all expect? Get a Pacers. What do you expect to do, bro? And it's like, them dudes don't even really get a shot. I don't know. I mean, they need to figure that out, though, because there's no way in a league that's 80% black. It's a black league. It's a black league, no question about it. And you have five of the coaches that are black. Shit don't make sense. So they got to get on that. They got to fix that pronto, bro, because that's a, that's, a really, that's a really big problem. I mean, um, it, it I think. starts with getting them in the front offices, too, though. Yeah. Straight that's, up. That's how you, it trickles down. Ownership, actually, it yeah. comes from ownership. 
it's ownership is fucking like figuring out you know how you can prepare these dudes to get to those jobs right like figuring out whether that's mentorship whether that's you know introducing them to owners because a lot of those guys probably don't even have fucking relationships with any of these owners or anybody in high level you know front office roles so figuring out how they can get into those spots will enable them to hopefully get jobs because steve nash got that job obviously the connection with kd but like he played with sean marks the gm so like he had a relationship there to where he rocked with him enough to give him a shot so Figuring out how they can build those relationships, I guess, is going to be big for them niggas moving forward, bro. Um, so I want to touch on a little bit. My man Giannis, bro, we just watched the Heat game. This is He didn't play in the in the Milwaukee Bucks. They out. So, niggas, if y'all didn't catch that, like, they gone. They out. They, they going back to Milwaukee from Orlando. But um, – do you think, even though his free agency isn't isn't coming up until like two years from now, do you think he's out? Like, or is he entering his pre agency where the Bucks are like, "Yo, let's 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 get let's get out of this." I'll tell you what he's out with, bro. He's out with that roster. He don't want to. Fair. I wouldn't myself want to go to war with. There you go. Marvin Williams and. and who else am I? George Hill. You saw how he missed that free throw. And uh, hey, yeah, you a Bron guy. You, yeah, you know, I'm sure you are well aware of George Hill. Yeah, bro. But they, Chris Middleton. I'm sure you're gonna allude to it here in a little bit. But he he just can't be the number the number two and your number three for sure cannot be Eric. <laughs> And <laughs> I can maybe do with the Chris Middleton a little bit, but you can't double down with Eric. No, not EB, bro. Yeah, Eric Bledsoe, like, I don't want to question a man's spirit or anything like that, but when I see him play, it just don't look like he he going for it. You know what I'm saying? He Like, I can't – it's hard to root for a guy like that. Man, yeah, first off, you can't be your third guy, bro, like – Eric Blesso can't he don't really I can't really even think about what he does well. Like, I mean what is he really he, doing he's just well? Solid, like perimeter he, defender. I guess, bro. But like when he not given the, the effort, the you not a good defender. Like, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like shit. I mean, talk about the Lakers for like just a quick second. Like Danny Green, you supposed to be a defender too, my nigga. But like, <laughs> if you're not doing that, what are you doing? Like, you don't have anything else that you do well. But um, I think Giannis, bro. Like, obviously, I'm not some fucking hoop savant. I don't know about the little like plays these niggas be running to a T. But I just know from watching their offense when Giannis is on the court. That shit is way too simplified. It's literally just, all right, uh, Eric Bledsoe, you stand in the wing. Chris Middleton, you stand in the wing. Brooke Lopez, you can spot up in the corner. You seven feet tall, you can spot up in the corner. And then whoever else they have out there, you know, fucking Wesley Matthews, he can, he can spot up. I respect that. But, like, it's literally spread out and let Giannis drive hard as fuck to the rim and then just kick out. But it's nothing else. Like, it's no movement. It's no cutting. It's literally just watching fucking pain dry with how simplified that offense is. And, I mean, for me, I don't know what the man's going to do. I ain't going to get into another man's head. But, like, if I was him, I would have to look at what I – like what Bron did. You look at your roster. 
It's like I cannot win with this. Trade him. I, can, I cannot yeah, get rid of these dudes or I'm gone. And then too, like you go to the management, it's like I cannot it's hard to win in Milwaukee, bro. Like Kareem did that. Like that's the last Milwaukee <laughs> nigga to do Vinny that. Bro. Did that. Yeah, like Oscar Robinson, bro. Like Oscar old heads, bro. Like, come on, bro. Giannis ain't doing it in Milwaukee, dog. You gotta go ahead, ship to the Miami boys or pop up to Toronto, but Bro, I don't – Milwaukee's not cutting it. Milwaukee's not cutting it at all. I could see that Toronto thing going up. If they – Yeah. Well, so they wouldn't – little international squad? They wouldn't have Lowry at that point, right? Because mm. I don't feel like the numbers would match up. No, but then, then too, could they even keep Freddie? Yeah, you got to pay Freddie, like, this summer, They're I They're going to pay him the bag this Not summer. This summer. Damn, bro. This, this. Whatever the fuck this ball, is. This it ball, might go to winter, bro. <laughs> it might go to fucking winter. All right, they got to pay him. Um, I, they just signed uh, Pascal, like, last Yeah, last he, got a, he got a little check coming. They still paying Serge a little check. You have to get off him. Yeah, like they gotta move. That team would look a lot, a lot different if they even get Giannis. Same thing yeah. with the Heat; they would have to move a lot. I don't know what they gotta. Yeah. I'm sure they gotta move all them young pieces that they got. Yeah, all the young bulls, maybe yeah. one contract. Yeah, see, I don't know how to how the trades and shit will work out or what, what niggas you gotta get off of. But I know if I'm if I'm that MVP, bro, I gotta. I got to shift markets, bro. Like, you can't – Milwaukee it, – and, and it's too, like, you can do what they do in the regular season because, like, it's hard. You, you're not really preparing that hard for to go up against Giannis. You yeah. know, niggas getting up – getting in, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. It's like, yo, we play the Bucks tomorrow. All right, bro, we'll just go out there and play, bro. Like, we're not really <laughs> looking at no scouting report. And you got this big-ass nigga just can do whatever he wants on the court and get 30 – Effortlessly, but when you have a dude like Spo, and then a team constructed like the Heat, you can throw bodies at them, and you can game plan for that weak ass shit because the <laughs> offense is not hard to stop. You throw bodies at them, bro. They were guarding this nigga with Jay Crowder, bro. Jay Crowder, okay, defender, but nah, you ain't supposed to be guarding. Jake, they they figured out a defense to be like, yo, we can throw Dre Crowder at him and fuck him up. Man, I just it, I just thought about it too. I can, as much as it pains me, I can see a world where the LeBron replacement in LA uh, is Giannis, bro, and they can run a like a 30, 31 year old AD and Giannis out there, bro. Two grown ass. Yeah, that's scary, bro. That, and maybe maybe LeBron is still playing at that time. Maybe he's you know, like, yeah, bro. You know, Braun already shouted his little brother out on Instagram, bro. Exactly, bro. Like, he already he already showed him some love. Like just said at Atacumpo. Like yeah, he already called him Young King, dog. Young like, King, how do you, what is, what's the criteria to fit into the Young King? Like I don't know. That's a good question, bro. How do you get a hashtag Young King from LeBron, bro? Because I think he he gave Ben Simmons one before. He was early on, yeah. He was I early think on. Gave him, I gave him. I think he called him the Prince. He did, bro. <laughs> I think that's like a running nickname though, because he's in Philadelphia and shit. But like, yeah, Fresh Prince. Damn, that. I wonder if that was stick. If he when he goes somewhere else. Nah. <laughs> you don't I can't. think he's gonna be the Prince, bro. 
Nah, I think they'll just call him Ozzy. Damn, bro. I mean, if Brown already shouted this man out, they're going to figure out a way to get his little brother, the other one. Then it's just going to be like LeBron, his two brothers, and AD in the pitch room, bro. And they're going to talk to Giannis and be like, listen, bro, let's run this. Let's run All this. of us. We'll start We'll start your brothers too, bro. He's going to start saying young blood a lot. We'll start your brothers, bro. <laughs> I feel like there's something they won't tell us, though, about that high ankle sprain, bro. Or they were just being super cautious. Oh, you think it's like uh, some soft tissue ligament damage? I don't, I don't know, bro. I mean – I I was I wasn't surprised he didn't come back for game five, but I was just like, or not nah, game five was tonight. I was surprised he came back for game four, but I was like, nah, he gonna hoop game five. Like, yo, he put some treatment on him, put some shots in him, like, let's put him out there. But nah, they ain't they ain't send my man out. Maybe I don't know. Are the Bucks big braining? They don't want him to get hurt further so they can trade him? Question See? mark. No, nigga, they really thinking like that. See, that's the thing, bro. They're going to trade him. This is his pre-agency. You can't you can't trade a two-time MVP, though. That's like a forbidden rule. No, bro. Rules were meant to be, bro. You, you can trade him. You just got to ask for everything in, everything in, in the book, bro. No, nah, bro. Four first-round picks. With the Thunder. Yeah. I mean, not with I need the more than that. Gave up. Yeah, I need, I need more than that. The whole... Give me your next 10 first round picks. There's no deal good enough for that. I can't there think could of be one deal that works. If you're Milwaukee, you have to realize that he's walking, bro. He's not staying. He would stay because of the money, but I don't think, I mean, you can make money anywhere. I don't think he's he's not gonna stay there, bro. Let's trade him. That's what I'm gonna call right now on September. Damn, I can't even see the date right now. My shit. September 8th. Trade him. Milwaukee, if you're listening, just just trade him, bro. Yo, shout out your GM. I don't know who you are, but trade Giannis. You can get at least – I would say you could get at least seven first-round picks. <laughs> and then, like – I don't think that's even allowed, bro. You Is it, is it not allowed? How the fuck did the Thunder get four first-round picks? I think they did, like, every two years or something like that. And then they had, yeah. like, one that wasn't their pick or something. Wow. Like, I think there's okay. a rule where you can't trade back-to-back first-round picks. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like the Stipen rule or Steven rule or something. Some, yeah, some goofy-ass rule. But I know what. whenever Clippers decide to blow it up in, like, a year or two, when them no, dudes yeah, are do- not winning like they thought they was, yeah. them picks are going to be crazy in Oklahoma. That's facts. That's facts. Yo, how was it uh for you watching hoops in fucking September? Playoff hoops. It's weird, bro, because, like, I, w- I wasn't going to do fantasy football or any of that. And then just a week ago, I got bomb rushed by, like, two separate leagues. Like, yo, yo, yo. Let's yeah. What we do, You're a popular we guy, bro. Exactly. And I was like, one of the leagues, there was a little bit of money in it. So I was like, all right, I guess I got to do that. Like, I mean – I don't know what I'm gonna do when NBA's done, and it's almost it's it's coming down. Like this is conference next semi. month. Yeah, next month it's over. Yeah, yeah. man, that's crazy. So I guess I gotta watch something. Yeah. And then it's coming this week. Sunday starts it. Yeah, I yeah. Still don't know. I mean, 
I forget what you asked me. No, nah, I was asking about watching the uh, watching the NBA like right now, like yeah, in man. September, like playoff shit in September. It's it's definitely thrown off my clock, bro. I, like combined with everything else going on right now, just straight up, you got my mind in a flurry, man. I don't know what's going on half the time. It's mad. It's mad weird to watch. To watch, I would never. I never thought I would see the day where Black Lives Matter would be on a court, bro. Like that shit. You would have told me that shit a couple years, shit, fucking a year ago. I'd be like, yo, what? Yeah. So, like, everything, like you said, it's just thrown completely off. I mean, shit, I'm not going to complain about watching basketball, but, like, it's definitely weird, like, seeing these dudes play. And then I'm always thinking, like, yo, how are they going to run next season? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, what? what's the – What's the plan there? How are they going to, you know, when's the draft going to start? Or shit, when's free agency going to start? You know, like, you know, obviously when the, when is the season going to start? And then when does it end? And then too, like, yo, we could be looking at just this is the, this is permanent. Like the, the shift in schedule. Like, oh, now we're always starting in December because of fucking COVID that happened in 2020. Like it could, it's so many long-term like shits that could happen to it. It's like, man, this is wild, bro. Like we're living... We're living in history, which is crazy. Yeah, it's it feels really just, I don't know, the, watching sports has felt a lot less like, it feels like there's a lot less riding on whatever's going on in this whatever sport. Yeah. Just because of just, you know, we got people out here losing their lives over this this invisible, like this disease that we, we can't see just randomly attacking us bro and then we got people out there fighting the good fight you know what i'm saying still yeah out there and it it feels like everything else going on is a lot less important 100 percent. i'm i find myself not as passionate on my whatever take i might have or whatever Mm -hmm. just like watching i'm just like all right man like this is this is cool. I'm watching this all, but like, it's not really that important. So I don't think we even really talked about this show, like the or like in depth, like a couple of weeks ago. But when like the league boycotted, I mean, we probably talked about it, but like not in depth. But when the league boycotted, it kind of was like this couple hour stretch where people were like, "Yo, they ain't coming back. Like it's this shit's wraps. Like they're you know this shit's not going to continue." Um, and this was another like interesting conversation for one of my classes, but like, would do you, would you have, say you the leader in the room and they looking at you like, yo, what you say go and we gonna rock with, we gonna rock with that decision. Are you coming back to hoop or are you, are you sitting out the, the year or just the rest of the playoffs? I mean, you, you know how I'm on, like, I feel like if your voice carries enough weight and this is, this is like what you really want to do. You are okay with sacrificing a paycheck, likeness, like people, your image, and everything. Just hey, take that seat, man. Like, mm-hmm. take the seat, cause if a lot of people gonna be real, real upset, and it's gonna. You want to talk about keeping the conversation going, start the conversation like that. That's something to talk about. Like this dude 
put his his check on the line, his his livelihood on the line. Yeah. Yo, I'm not doing this. It's like I can't. I'm we not doing this. It's wild to think, yo. Like a couple weeks ago, we were, you know, we were obviously like we talk about this shit often, but we were literally like, yo, like it's cool, like all this little symbolism shit they doing, but like if these niggas really want to make a stand, don't play. Like just, just don't. And like this was a little bit after George Floyd happened, and it was literally just like, yo, don't, don't go to Orlando, don't hoop, like. And they call, like they said, they call Kyrie Irving a disruptor. They were like, yo, this nigga is a disruptor for saying don't play. And, like, you know, I would – listen, I mean, I'm not going to agree with everything Kyrie say, but, like, yo, this nigga was – with that that angle, like, I was like, ah, like, I like that, bro. Like, that's like the that. – that's that uh, – and you were just like, yeah, bro, like, fuck this, because they need us. They need us to play. Yeah. We make all of them billions and billions of dollars. Nah, we're not playing no more. And then he said, start our own league. I was like, hmm, okay. Yeah, yo. I, I know I'm not watching whatever the NBA got going on. If y'all are going on over here, I'm yeah. going to watch y'all. I'm going to watch you. Bro, speaking of that, did, have you seen that movie on Netflix about that shit? Oh, no. I can't even think of the name, bro. But it's it's about that. It's I think the, the premise of it was like a lockout season kind of happened. And there was this guy, he's like, you know, 18-year-old, like top draft pick. And this agent is kind of talking to him about, like, a lockout's happening. But, like, yo, what you should do is yourself and, like, you know, talk to some dudes in the league. Like, you guys should go your own separate way. Like, we can get you deals on, like, YouTube or Netflix, whatever the case may be, and just start your own yeah. league. And, um, I mean, shit, them niggas are the talent. Like, they don't need the owners. They don't need these lavish stadiums. Like, yeah, that's all cool. But, like, yo, you can still get millions and millions of dollars for, for, for hooping. And and doing it your own way. It's, I wouldn't be surprised if Brown was like the guy who who did that one day, bro. Yeah, and and you think LeBron can't find funding for for this whatever this is, bro? I'm sure he could get all the deal. Corona, Sprint, the uh, Reese's Puffs, McDonald's, anything, like everybody right? gonna be on that. All advertising gonna go nuts. And anything in this day and age, it's. So I feel like it could be easy to do. Like you can, at the end of the day, like people are making their own media companies, yeah. and their, own, their own media. Like you could literally go off to the side, get out of like however you got to do it, get out of whatever contracts, get everybody at a good time where majority of like the nice dudes are out of their contract. They can do whatever they want to do. They gotta do it like in their prime though. You can't you can't yeah, do it. No. You can't do the big three. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. Like I see, I feel like we on something. To go <laughs> up to this league and start hooping and I promise you the money know. and the views will follow. Look, bro, think of like our generation, I feel like in term in comparison to the older generation, like my pop's age and you know, maybe even a little bit younger, it's like they care about the names, the team names, the brand, like what the what the team did in the past, all this kind of extra shit. Like for us, it's like, bro, I don't care if you're hooping for the Spurs or the Timberwolves or the Lakers. Like if you nice, I'm going to watch you play basketball. I don't care who you're playing with. Like if fucking LeBron was like, hey, I'm going to Miami or like, or she's like any other team, it wouldn't matter because like you're just watching the dudes hoop. Like you're just watching dudes play basketball and it's, and it's not like this fierce connection to like a team. 
you know. Um, I just think you root for a lot of guys now in our generation, younger, like rooting for just the Hooper. And like those guys have can can leverage that that power of like, yo, we don't need the team. We can individually do our own thing and, you know, figure yeah. it out. I don't know, bro. I mean, shit, we own something right there, bro. We could be – I'm definitely rooting for it. Like if Kyrie want to do it, like I can, I could set aside all the other stuff he 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 yeah. said. Yeah, bro. If he figures that shit out, bro, that's that's prime. Um, all right, bro. One more thing before we did. Um, the Lakers Rockets hooping right now. Okay, first quarter in the first quarter just got updated on my phone. Thirty three, thirty two. You watching it right now? Uh, yeah, I got it on. What's what? What have you seen, bro? What's 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 good with it? Uh, I I have been loosely paying attention, but you know Houston's up. Jeff Green hooping like a oh wow, like a young Jeff Green. Full goal. Shout out, Morris brother to the the basket. <laughs> oh, Morris brother, whoever it is, <laughs> you know it's Marquise. But um, before the series, I th- I thought the Rockets could really give them troubles, and then they came out game one, mm-hmm. and it did it, and I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And then game two, exactly what I thought could go wrong, them just choking. Because once those shots stop hitting, they are useless because they don't have any size matchup on nobody. They can't get the easy baskets. All mm-hmm. their baskets are either the three-pointers, and if those aren't falling, it's tough drives to lay up. Yeah, straight up. So – they just got to hit threes. I mean, it sounds simple, but. Yeah, they and they put them up, though. Like, they'll touch 60 easy. Like, they'll just push. They'll put them bitches up. So obviously, I haven't been watching the first quarter, but I know from last game, like, the Lakers were heavily, uh, and I'm going to watch in a sec, but the Lakers were fucking double-teaming the shit out of James Harden to get the ball out of his hand. Mm-hmm. And then they were, like, scrambling just on defense. And, like, I don't, I don't like that at all. Like, I'm, you know, it's just guard straight up and. You can honestly let James Harden go for 45, 50, bro. Like, don't contain the other niggas. Are they doing that right now or not? Nah? Uh, I'm not sure. But on the same tip of defense, the th- same thing with Houston in game one, their defense was incredible. They were yeah. locked. Yeah, yo. Lakers up. Like, it looked like a well-coached, like, high school basketball team. Everybody going out, like – yeah, yeah, bro. I was in the right spots, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, bro. Like, obviously, I got the Lakers winning, but I think it. You know, who knows, bro? It's five game series right now. Shit, they get hot from three. Russell Westbrook. Shit, I mean, if he just plays remotely okay, bro, they're in that game. You know, the other night he didn't he didn't play well offensively. You know, and he was kind of like he said, he was just running around like nigga was not doing anything. So getting cardio in my nigga. So like he just he he plays better. Robert Covington keeps hitting shots. Eric Gordon he keeps, and dude, fucking another thing, bro. LeBron, I love his game, bro. But like he'll have dudes on him like Eric Gordon. I'm just like, bro. Nigga, just go to the rack. Like, it's literally, I don't know why you're trying to set up everybody. Like, nah, bro, scratch that. Take two strong-ass dribbles. <laughs> get that nigga that elbow, bro, and finish hard at the rack. What about the the dribble, look at the ball, step back, 
three. That's that crazy. Three. It's so wild. Like that's going cool. to the hands. That's My so that's so wild. That's gonna be his patented move, bro. Like <laughs> we look back and it's like, yo, remember that? Like Jordan had the fadeaway, Dirk had the one legged, Kareem had a sky hook, and LeBron had the look down at the ball. That ugly ass high step, bro. Yeah. That ugly ass jumper, bro. <laughs> Yeah, that's I hate smart. that that has evolved into his game. Hey, bro, that's 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 the goat. <laughs> that's the best player. But shit, yo, it's always fun talking hoops. Um, I gotta watch this game. I know you about to watch this game too. You're trying to run the